Welcome to the interview show. This is Scott Wood, your host. Right now, I'm in the tour van of a band who cannot speak its name on radio. I would love it if I could get each of the guys in this band to introduce themselves. Hey, I'm Benjamin John Power. I'm Andrew Hung. And what band are you in? Are we allowed to say this? Because you couldn't just now. <laughs> I may have to bleep you once or twice, but let's say it and then just get it over with. Fuck buttons. Fuck buttons. All right. <laughs> so for a guy like me who's on the radio and has to sort of dance around this, what's an easy tip for me to say your band name? Probably, I mean, most people say F buttons, which we're fine with, you know, but that's, that's normally the route. Yeah, I mean, F-Buttons is usually what, you know, that's usually the way around it. All right, F-Buttons it is. So now, how about we listen to a track by the F-Buttons? Sure, yeah. This is uh, Red Wing. Uh, This is the first single off our last album. Um, Yeah, hope you enjoy it. You just jumped right in there, all right. The Red Wing, here we go, bye. (laughs) F-Buttons, and that's off their current record, Slow Focus. We'll be back in a second. Is that the one you're going to play anyway, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, I hope you enjoy it, Scott. I thought you'd enjoy it.
I don't know if it's a good sign or a bad sign that the people that I'm interviewing are laughing and giggling while I try to compose questions. I think it's a good thing. We're entertaining ourselves. We're having a conversation. We're in a very, uh, you know, small set space together. We're getting on. It's cool. (laughs) Welcome back to the interview show. This is Scott Wood, your host. You just heard The Red Wing. That's by a band called The F Buttons. Off their current record, Slow Focus. I've got the two members of the band here with me. They're both giggling in the backseat of their tour van together. I'd love it if one or both could talk a bit about this track. So I guess this uh, this was one of the, maybe one of the first tracks we actually um, wrote from Slow Focus. Um, and, you know, our writing process, you know, it, it lends itself to us, you know, kind of almost stumbling upon new textures and kind of like sentiments uh, to a certain degree. And this was this was the first, well, maybe one of the first tracks from Slow Focus that we actually kind of stumbled upon this new sentiment, and we decided to roll with it. And it's a lot of fun, and we're really enjoying playing it live, and it seems to be going down very well. Did you want to chime in, Andy? No. All right, fair enough. <laughs> F buttons. You guys met each other in art school. I would love to ask each of you for one art school student cliche that the other one fit. So, Ben, first, Andy. Oh, hang on. Can you rephrase that? What do you mean? So, Ben, I would like you to think back to Andy in his younger years when you first met him at art school. What's one art student (laughs) cliche that fit him? Of Andy? Do you know, not to, like, undermine what you just said, but we actually met before art school. We used to skateboard together. Um, but <laughs> so you first started making music together in art school. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Art school cliche for Andy. God, I don't know. You had a lot of drinking games, didn't you? You used to go out and do drinking games quite a lot. I guess that's kind of a like that's just a student cliche, though, isn't it? It's not necessarily an art school thing. I don't know. I will take that answer. Now it is Andy's turn to talk about Ben. Ben used to have a lot of Dali posters all around his room, and uh, everyone used to make fun of him for that. There we go. There's a cliche. (laughs) That's bullshit, by the way. (laughs) All right. I guess I didn't get a completely honest answer there, but I'm okay with it. All right. Andy, you've said when we write a song, that's the F buttons, the great moment for us is afterwards when we discuss the imagery we get from writing that track. True or false, and then I'd love you to talk a bit about that, each of you. Yeah, it's true. I think it's it's the fun part of us, a fun part of writing a song. In fact, it happens pretty... I mean, we, we, we get an idea of when a song is good, when it starts conjuring images for us and that happens during the writing process i mean we don't necessarily stop and go hey that makes me think of this but afterwards it is a lot of fun to talk to each other about what kind of imagery it kind of um provokes in us and you know i think yeah that's the nice thing about it ben is getting hot in this tour van during a nice summer evening and just took off his jacket but i would like him to talk a little bit about those conversations um I, I 
Do you know what? I was actually thinking how hot it was and I didn't really pay attention to the question. I was trying to figure out when would be a good time to take my jacket off, so I might have to sit this one out. <laughs> so you do not want to talk about the great conversations you've had with your working partner about the images that each song conjures. Oh, right, okay. Yeah, I mean, that's like that's usually the, the icing on the cake when it comes to the, the songwriting process for us. It's, you know, it's, it's nice to actually kind of like try and visualise these things together. I mean, you... You might have very different ideas about like um, a, a set of imagery that a track might actually conjure up for us individually. But when when you start to discuss them, you you either realise it's very different or quite similar, which is just as interesting both times. I think. So now I'm going to play another track. Uh, this time I'm going to play Surf Solar. That's off your second record, Tarot Sport. How would you like to recollect the conversation you had? about the images that that song conjured when you knew that it was done. It's actually quite hard to cast our mind back to the, um, the, like the individual conversations when they happen because a name just becomes a name after so many years, you know, as, as with the band name. Um, so I don't, I don't think that I can particularly be specific here. <laughs> All right, well then how about you just say a few words about that track to tease the listener just before they hear it. Uh, yeah, I mean, this track is... Um, I mean, it was one of the first ones we wrote for the new album, and I remember thinking... The second album? Second album, second album. Thank you. And, um, yeah, it kind of... Uh, I guess it, it kind of um, laid the foundations for that album, actually, in many ways. Kind of, um, yeah, so... There you go.
Welcome back to the interview show. This is Scott Wood, your host. You just heard Surf Solar. That's by a band called F Buttons. Off their second record, Terrosport. I would love if I could get Ben to talk a bit about the track because Andy talked about it before I played it. Surf Solar is, um, you know, that's that's one that we, we have actually been playing that out live um, a lot recently. And it's it's one that we you know we we still really enjoy playing it live and it's you know it brings back a lot of touring memories it's nice you know it's 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 very close to us you know um so yeah it's good to hear it i'm gonna make a daring suggestion here how about one of us roll down a window how do you like that suggestion um i think we need to have the ignition to do that actually all right You're just going to get that beeping noise right now, unless you put your seat on. But how about we just turn it off? That really feels good with that window open. F-Buttons, you guys self-produced your third record. That record's called Slow Focus. This was the first time you guys produced your own record. Why was this the right time to do that in your career? I think we were just yeah it was just that it was just that is the right moment I mean we'd accumulated so much experience from the last two people that we'd worked with who were fantastic and yeah we just felt we could do it and you know no n- nothing gained nothing ventured nothing gained I think and so it, it worked out really well for us we had uh, we, were, we had our own space at the time as well so it seemed kind of silly not to at least kind of try and utilize the um, that that space and work to our own diary as opposed to somebody else's and have a set space of time that we needed to be in and out of their studio by it was quite nice to actually not have these outside kind of pressures you know or, or time frames to actually interfere um so yeah and it and i think we both are much richer for for the process what was the toughest challenge or the biggest lesson that you learned while producing your own material They're both taking a moment to think, which is completely okay. Well, I think one thing that we've always kind of taken away from the um, the experience recorded with with Andrew Weatherall is like the the actual physical use of of space within the recording process, in the sense that you know actually stepping away from something and going you know outside for whatever for ten minutes or fifteen minutes. Um, it, it, it actually really helps with um, perspective when you're working on a project because you can you can overload, and it and it is quite intense working in that way. So I think yeah, you know, the use of space to gain a little perspective is a is a very important lesson that we've both learned, and I think we've both you know taken that on with whatever whatever we do really. Andy, would you like to weigh in? Um, I'm trying to think actually. I mean, it was quite easy for us, actually. I mean, it's quite straightforward. We we kind of uh, took turns to go on the computer, and you know, we, there wasn't really much discussion that way. We just we just took took it upon ourselves to go go and do stuff, try things and stuff, and it was quite relaxed actually, doing it in our own time. So, yeah, I can't think of many difficulties. When it came down to. You had a whole different set of tasks that you had to do for the record. You didn't have someone 
doing the production work. I think what um, what we've been able to realize was that we were producing at the same time as writing you know we were kind of looking for textures and rhythms and stuff whilst we were writing and so all that stuff was already written and so when it came down to recording it, it really was just mostly tracking and maybe a bit of kind of decoration that was it really all right f buttons i'd love you guys to talk about how you work together and what I'm going to do is I'll play a little bit of the 10-minute beauty stalker from your current record while you guys talk. Perhaps you could use that song as a specific example. The reason why I'd love to hear you guys talk about how you work together is because you always say things like we jam we find a texture and then we go with it and when I think of somebody jamming I think of like a guitar a bass drums and then you know they're playing music and then yada 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 you guys don't work like that at all think of it, think of it less like instruments and more like toys when you were younger when you had when you had your friends come around with their toys and you had your toys around and maybe you'd swap with them and play with their stuff and then you get into scenarios where you beat up bad guys in your games and stuff. It's like it's like that. Ben and I get together with all the things that we've accumulated. They're toys, basically. And actually, they are toys because they're mostly quite cheap shit, but cheap stuff. Um, but, uh, yeah, so what we do when we say we're jam, we're just kind of playing around with all these new toys and seeing if anything happens out of it, and that's it. All right, so Ben, Stalker is playing in the background... You found a texture you liked and started. Then what happened? That was actually one of the ones that came a little bit more easily to us. I mean, some of the tracks on the record, I, I know some went through various um, like evolutional changes and steps before the actual finished project product. But Stalker was probably one of the. It, it was probably the easiest to write. I think we we found. A, you know, a texture that we 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 both instantly took to, and so what was that texture, and how did the agreement happen? I think it was probably the the riff, actually, like the all you know, arguably the the riffiest thing that you can hear there, the kind of very um, you know the delayed kind of um, gated sub kind of sound there. Yeah, it was probably that. Considering you guys use the word jamming all the time, I'd like to hear your take on what a jam session is without a guitar, bass, or drums. As Andy just said, you know, we get together in a room with all of our equipment and we just we just have at it until we both, you know, come to a texture or, or whatever it may be that we both agree on and then we kind of build upwards from there. But is one guy on one funky synth and then the other guys on the computer? How does that work? It doesn't really. It doesn't really work like that. No, we don't really box ourselves into like setting roles out for each other. It's a lot more free than that. I mean, it really could be anything. So I mean, you know, we've always worked in that way. But you can see why I'm very curious as to how this process works. It's it's a relationship, you know. Like you ha- it's a relationship between the sounds and not necessarily by the same people. 
So I think when we find a texture, it's actually a, it's a juxtaposition between two textures that makes it interesting. Because I think that those, you know, the the meeting of two elements is always, I, well, I've I've always thought are the most interesting moments in our lives. Now, I would love to play Olympians. That's off your second record, Tarot Sport. So how about one of you talk about it before I play it? And then one of you gets to talk about it after I play it. So, who wants to be the before guy? Um, Olympians is, you know, that's that's obviously very close to us. Uh, you know, it was it was featured in the in the 2012 Olympics. Um, strangely enough, we, uh, you know, we actually had no idea that it was going to be included in the Olympics when we when we named the track. It was more of an overall feel um, like a kind of striving and a hopefulness that um, we both um, felt from the track you know when we first write it that gave it its name but then you know somebody else somebody else from the uh, Olympics committee or whatever actually um, shared the same kind of you know uh, sentiment from it that we did um, so yeah so it's, it's very special for us.
back to the interview show. This is Scott Wood, your host. You just heard Olympians off the record tarot sport by the F Buttons. I've got the only two members of F Buttons trapped in their tour van with me, and I'd love it. This time it's Andy's turn to talk about this track. Um, Olympians, yeah. I mean, I remember writing that very vividly, actually. We were... We used to write, well, we still do really, in each other's um, houses and whatever areas were available to us at the time. But at that time, it was in Ben's uh, bedroom and sprawled around on the floor with all the kind of keyboards and synths or whatever. And I remember coming, that came up quite easily as well, I think. It was kind of a logical track for us as soon as we had the kind of basic foundation of it. Um, but yeah, that, that one, I, I also very vividly remembered the kind of um, imagery that one sort of brought about is is summer i think and uh i remember ben was uh, talking about how we'd uh, used to travel across town from um and going past the olympic site that was being built at the time for the 2012 olympics and it kind of um yeah it tied in with that and that's how we named it and stuff so yeah i remember that one very well can't remember what year it was what 2008 must have been it must have been yeah yeah well that title choice turned out to be oddly prophetic that song was played during the 2012 London Summer Opening Ceremony. I thought I'd ask you guys the somewhat weightier question. Since you're, well, I'll just say it this way. At this time in your life, given that you're somewhat of a young person, what place does patriotism have in your life? I, I have trouble with that word personally because I'm a, I'm a Chinese person, second generation born in the UK. So I kind of, op- I kind of inhabit a limbo between two countries in a way so I'm not kind of I'm not kind of taken in by the Chinese because they think I'm Anglified and in England you know people obviously see that I'm not white or whatever so patriotism for me I mean I think there are good things with it like for instance actually with the Olympics was the first time I felt patriotism towards a country I actually felt really proud, especially during that opening ceremony when they're celebrating. The, you know, when when the Beijing Olympics started, I thought there's no way England's going to be, UK is going to be able to match up to these thousand drummers. But actually, when they when the UK celebrated its um, uh, history, I thought it was, it was fantastic and it actually made me feel very proud of um, what what's happened before me. So, yeah, patriotism. There are good things out of it, but a lot of the time it can be quite bad. <laughs> All right, Ben, I would love you to weigh in. I think Andy's pretty much hit the nail on the head there. You know, obviously, you know, it can be um, used in in a negative sense, but <clears throat> there's also, you know, I I think England's a, you know, it's a beautiful country. You know, whenever I hear Edward Elgar, you know, I, Elgar's birthplace was just down the, you know, just down the road from where I grew up. And I think there are a lot of great things to to take from it, but obviously, you know, it depends on context <laughs> yeah all right guys thank you very much for taking some time out to sweat with me in your tour van because <laughs> we all are sweating a little bit it's the end of the show so i'm gonna play us out with brain freeze from your latest record slow focus i'd love it if i could get you guys to talk about this one before i bring the music up well, uh, Brain Freeze, I remember quite well. I mean, it, we we wrote that quite recently, but that went through a lot of transformation, actually, which is what was interesting about it. And so the process for us was, I mean, it wasn't, it, it was it was very interesting. It was, um, yeah, I love that evolution. I I think uh, Brain Freeze is quite um, exciting. You know, it was it was very exciting at the time of um, 
um, kind of it being completed and how it's used now. I mean, it, it's the first start, it, it's the first intense start to one of our records. Our other, our other two kind of crept in somewhat a little bit, but uh, Brain Freeze is, is straight in there with um, some, some heavy drums. Um, so I think it's, it is an interesting change for us and you know we're, we're enjoying playing it live as well so yeah yeah we're happy it's always great to end an interview on a happy note guys thank you very much for being on my show this is brain freeze off the record slow focus by a band called f buttons thank you very much for being on my show thank you scott thank you very much scott let's get out of this van <laughs>
do a, a fuck and an F? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hi, um, I'm Benjamin John Power from Fuck Buttons. I can't remember it all, sorry. You're gonna... And you're listening to The Interview Show with Scott Wood. And you're listening to The Interview Show with Scott Wood. Hi, I'm Andrew Hunk uh, from Fuck Buttons, or F Buttons. And you're listening to The Interview Show with Scott Wood. See, can you do one like him? Hey, I'm Ben from the band Fuck Buttons, or also known as F Buttons. What? <laughs> It's kind of a, yeah. And oh, yeah, and you're listening to the interview show with Scott Wood. That's right. Thank you very much. Can I do it in your um, interview persona? <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm Andrew Hung from Fuck Buttons, and you're listening to the interview show with Scott Wood. So, now, what did you mean you wanted to do it in my interview <laughs> that's persona? Your inter- that's your interview persona. You have a special voice when you're on this show. The reason I do that is so that I enunciate clearly, <laughs> and people can understand what I'm saying. You do that anyway, though. 